You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Holder loosening up. That's it. This will make headlines. Oregon State is going to the Sweet 16. And is this the last game we see Cunningham in a college uniform? It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. It's just gotten to a point when you see last night Oregon State, a team that was not on anybody's radar during the regular season. We've seen so many upsets over the last few days that it's kind of like, oh yeah, ho-hum. There's another big upset. Down goes a four seed. Down goes one of the best players in the nation. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. The show airs weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Radio.com app. 14.30 in Denver. Uh, We are now live on 105.9 FM HD2. The Bet in Chicago. And, of course, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles. We're, we're, we're hitting nationwide, Horvat. Going nationwide, my man. Love it, Joe. Love it, man. I love it. All the coverage. All the coverage that you need, and it's the best time of the year. So what a great day to debut, man. we got tournament games that are tipping off an yep. hour from now on a Monday. I can't believe it. And we were talking about conferences. You know, maybe we overrated the Big Ten. I don't think so. But maybe we underrated we'll the Pac-12, man. How about Oregon State? UCLA's in action today. And- Let's see what Oregon does. Let's see what Oregon does. Yeah. Uh, BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Again, our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. I'm at Joe0670 on Twitter, Horvat. By his name, at Ryan Horvat. Uh, we quickly mentioned Iowa, Oregon. Hawkeyes, five-and-a-half-point favorite before we hit the break. I do not have a plan on this matchup, do you? No, not on this one. You know, if Oregon, the problem is we haven't seen them since nine days. They had a disappointing loss in the conference tournament uh, to Oregon State, actually, in the Pac-12 tournament. But that was back all the way March 12th. So they have not had a game in nine days. They were one of the hottest teams in college basketball. Heading into that conference tournament, everybody loved Oregon. And rightfully so. They were on a six-game winning streak. If you look at them offensively, number 14 in Ken Palm's adjusted efficiency, also number 30 in effective field goal percentage. Going up against the Iowa team that could also score the basketball today, early game, I love to play the over. The problem is we haven't seen Oregon in nine days. I don't know what that layoff's going to do to them. You know, I mean, it's a team that shoots almost 38% from three, but with the layoff, just too much uncertainty for me. Uh, Next game of the day, the TV executives are telling you what they think of Gonzaga. They think nobody cares about the Zags, even though they are far and away the best team in the nation. 
They don't bring eyeballs. There is no juice to this matchup, according to them. It's a 1-8 here uh, for the right to go to the Sweet 16. Gonzaga and Oklahoma. Over on points bet, the Zags are favored by 14, a total of 154.5. The Zags crushed Norfolk State to get here, and it was a tight matchup for the Sooners. They just slipped by Missouri uh, to, to get to this matchup and probably the right to lose to the Zags. But the question is, are they going to cover the number? Joe, I will not fade Gonzaga. I don't care how nope. high the numbers are this season, man. 32 nope. points. They're favored by 28. What is it today? 14, 14. I don't care. I'm not touching it. And also, you bring up a great point. I feel like here's a team that's undefeated. They're trying to do something we haven't seen since Indiana did it, and I wasn't even alive. They are trying to go undefeated and win a national championship. Is it because they don't have the flashy names? Because I think Jalen Suggs is one of the most exciting players to watch in the country, and I think the Zags are the most exciting team to watch in the country. So why do we sleep on them? You want points? They give you points. They are putting up an average of 92.3 points per game this season. That's first in the nation. They hit the glass. They average 38 boards. They average 18 assists per night. They play a perfect team basketball game. They pass up good looks for better looks. And they got guys, they got NBA players finally for a mark few teams. So I don't know why yeah. we sleep on them. I think they're the most exciting team to watch in the nation. And I think they rolled today against an Oklahoma team that's one in seven against the spread in their last eight overall. My, my, I guess it's because it's not expected to be much of a contest. And I'm sure that's part of it. But I, I hesitate on that one because if Duke was a 14-point favorite. They're the number one team in the country. You better believe they're on prime time. They're not playing at 2.40 Eastern in the afternoon. Right, right. And I yeah. feel like absolutely. Now, as far as like going back to this game, doesn't this seem like a game where it's one you're probably not going to play? And it's if you are going to play it, it's probably going to be I'm playing Gonzaga or I'm playing nothing. Maybe. <sighs> yeah. But don't you see like a situation where everybody sleeps on Oklahoma and it's just kind of like we talked about with Oral Roberts. You know, they were the fourth team in their conference. Even Ohio, like in the beginning of the season for them, it was a disappointing year for them in conference play. Oklahoma won for just the second time in their last seven games when they beat Missouri in the first round of the tournament. I didn't even see that happening. I figured Missouri was going to run away with that game. I could see, like, watch today. They'll be the team that knocks off Gonzaga, a team that's won one of their last seven games, or two of their last seven games. I just... I could see it happening the way that things are going this year. But for me, uh, it would be Gonzaga or Bust. But I'm with you. Yeah, if this is Duke that's undefeated or Carolina or Kentucky, that's the primetime matchup tonight. BetQL has Oklahoma State plus 14.5 as a five-star bet. And anytime you run your algorithms and you look at the numbers, um, and we know BetQL hits at a pretty good clip here. The problem is that that's how it's been all season. I'm not arguing with the numbers. Uh, but you're always going to have Gonzaga with an inflated line because of the public, because people are going to want to bat the Zags, and you certainly understand why. And so the models are going to say you've got value on the dog here. But, I mean, if you look at the Ken Palm numbers, you watch them game by game, there's always going to be value in going against Gonzaga. I just don't want to sign up to do that. Yeah, same here. And I haven't this season. And, you know, rightfully so. They haven't lost a game and they cover the number. I mean, they've won 30-something straight games. And I think in 20-plus of those games, Joe, they've won by double figures. 
And we've seen teams give them their best shot. BYU shot, what, 70% in the first half against them. At one time had a double digit lead and they still nearly covered the number in that game. But with these tournament games, I do, I do completely understand why somebody would go and back a team like Oklahoma if you're getting 14, 14 and a half points, because we've seen it even in the first round, these big numbers, even the dominant teams have a hard time covering these big numbers, you know, against these mid-major schools or these lower seated teams. Um, saw it again last night. The first, the, the biggest number that I've played in this tournament was Florida. And it looked like I was going to get that one. And then Oral Roberts ends up winning it outright. So I have a hard time backing even good teams on, on with this big of a number. Third game of the day. Now we move into the, the latter part of the day. And then you get the, the rush of six games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tips at 5.15 Eastern time, UCLA and Abilene Christian. The Bruins are favored by five on points bet, a total of 133. UCLA took down BYU. Okay. Took down BYU. BYU could not hit anything from the outside. Big reason that uh, UCLA advanced. Evelyn Christian takes down Texas by a point. Fascinating to see, Horvat, that Evelyn Christian moves on against Texas, but they couldn't hit their outside shots. They hit, what, they were three for 18 on threes, and they still move on. The one thing that pops out when you look at Evelyn Christian is I, I know not the same class here. Pac-12 may not be great, but UCLA, tougher competition all season long. But this Abilene Christian defense, number one in the nation in turnover percentage, number two in the country in steal percentage. I think they're live at plus five. No, I am with you. I am with you there, Joe. And I actually, I actually liked UCLA in that last matchup, where, as I said, if Michigan State does advance in the first four, I don't think they match up very well against BYU, but for UCLA, I think that was just the perfect matchup. And I'm with you here. You brought up the defense and it's crazy because they score a lot of points, but they don't hit threes. They're averaging 77 points per game this year, despite the fact that they don't knock down three pointers. That's fourth in the nation. You brought up the defense. They only give up 60 per game, 16th overall. And despite the fact that they don't shoot threes, they still shoot 45%. From the floor, 87th overall in the country. They hit the offensive glass. I think they're live today. Now, the one thing that would scare me off a little bit is the friends over at BetQL disagree. They like UCLA today to cover number plus, or I'm sorry, not minus four and a half uh, to cover the spread today. They are making that a five star bet. They're projecting them to win by nine points. Their score 70 to 61 today. They think UCLA advances. Then we're really going to have to get into some conversation about conferences. If the Pac 12, let's say Oregon gets it done today, let's say Oregon State continues to roll, and then UCLA gets into the Sweet 16 and they have three teams there, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't dog the Pac 12 so much anymore, Joe. I will say, after seeing just more madness yesterday, it kind of makes me think that it might be a bit of a chalky day. We we got our share of upsets on Saturday after okay. a, a wild Friday, but they weren't the big upsets. But hey, is this would this qualify as a big upset? People would go nuts because it's a 14 seed. But is it a big upset? A, a five point dog winning outright in the second round? I don't think so. No, not when you consider the fact that UCLA, okay, household name, brand name, but UCLA is the 11th overall seed in this tournament, and they had to beat Michigan State in the first four just to advance. Now, another thing that scares me a little bit here, BetQL BetQL has this, a UCLA 9-3 and straight up when they're playing on zero or one day of rest. So they're good 
on the back-to-back here in the tournament situation. But, you know, I don't think I would consider this a huge upset just because of what you just said right there. You know, Abilene, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. They're top 20. UCLA, the problem with UCLA, you never know what to expect from them. You never know what you're going to get. I feel like that's like that with most Pac-12 teams, even Oregon. You know, I was high on them going into the conference tournament, almost played them even though I didn't really like the value at 2-1 to one to win the Pac-12, and then they end up getting bounced early on by Oregon State. All right, fourth game of the day is going to be fun if you like offenses, I think, I think. So maybe that leans us to take a look at the total. Creighton favored by 5.5, total of 149 over Ohio. It's a 513 matchup. Creighton just got by Santa Barbara. They were the trendy pick. If you bet at ATS, you were good. If you wrote them down on your bracket, not so much. Creighton moves on there. And the trendy pick everybody was on, Ohio upsetting Virginia. That did happen. These are two of the best offenses in the nation when you look at uh, the two-point percentage or that. Yeah, Joe, the uh, Ohio Bobcats. This was actually my favorite play. This is one that I gave out when we were looking at futures. 15-1, to I played them to advance to the Sweet 16. As you said, two really good offenses. Remember, we were talking about that on the show, and then it went to to 7-1 like an hour later. And so what I really like here, I want to back Ohio again, especially if I'm getting six points, five and a half, even five, if I'm getting two possessions in this game. But I already have the future. So when we were discussing this, you said to maybe look at hedging out of it and maybe laying it with Creighton just to guarantee myself four or five units today. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could go against Ohio. I think they win this one outright today. Well, if you think they're going to win, roll with it, man. Try to try to get that 15 to 1. If people were listening to it live, uh, we got them that those odds over on points bet last week. We continue the college hoops conversation. Mike Rutherford from Card Chronicle is going to be here. We'll get his reaction from over the weekend. Ostrowski and Horvat, BetQL Audio Network. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Points Bet, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets, is out doing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? Speaking of our friends in Colorado, we are live on 1430 in Denver, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles, radio.com, app, radio.com, sports YouTube page. But the big news today, uh, we are now live on a brand new station in Chicago. It is 105.9 FM HD2. The bet if you're in the Chicagoland area. Horvat, uh, speaking of, of NBA bets, um, there's some NBA stuff I want to get to, big movement and some futures yeah. that really interest me and some of the positions that I have that I want to hit. He, uh, with the last three days, have you backed away from the NBA with so much college going on? Yeah, you know what, Joe? I was actually talking to the guys about it before the show, and I said, you know what? I really didn't watch a whole lot of NBA this week, and I caught the end of the Knicks game last night, and then I watched the Bucks on Saturday night because I had to for work. But other than that, eh, man, I feel like I feel like I've been living under a rock with the NBA because usually right. it's all in, but so much breaking news from over the weekend. You know that we're going to dive into. I know the MVP race has changed, Rookie of the Year, where I said there's no value betting anybody. Most improved player change too. We're gonna we're gonna get all into all that coming up this next hour and tomorrow. Preston Johnson's gonna be in. We'll we'll continue to break that down. Uh, but yeah, a lot of movement with the NBA awards. So we'll uh, find out. We'll just we'll talk it through to find out if there's any value. By the way, after having terrific back to back college basketball gets, 
guests with uh, Mike Rutherford and John Gassaway there. I had mentioned earlier in the show that I, I wasn't sure that I had a plan Iowa and Oregon. I got to tell you, I, 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 string, I lean strong to the Ducks as five-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm glad that you said that, Joe, because it's the first game of the day. It's a Monday. Usually I'm searching for action and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I end up playing some soccer matchup that I have no clue what's going on. I'm with, I think there's good value there with the Ducks. Now, again, long layoff. I know that's kind of concerning, but man, Iowa was just in, I don't want to say a fight with Grand Canyon, but Grand Canyon, that was a tough opponent in the first round. They've been off. They could shoot the three. I like Oregon. I think there's some value there, and I did end up going ahead and taking the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. My concerns, it's very early, first game of the day, and the layoff. But, man, I just I don't see either team getting stops, and both teams could light it up from three. I like the over, and I like the Ducks, and it tips off in about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So I, I think I had to get some action on that one. Okay, that's certainly fair. Uh, we broke down the first four games. Let's uh, look at the latter four, and then, of course, we'll have our lightning bets before we got get out of here at noon Central time. Uh, this evening, 7-10 Eastern, 6-10 Central, 1-8. This is a 1-8 I'm really looking forward to, Horvat. Michigan going up against LSU. The Wolverines are favored by five. Total of 147.5. Michigan took out Texas Southern. That was expected, but many predicting them to lose the second-round matchup uh, without Livers. LSU really handled the Bonnies. I, I had the Bonnies pulling off the upset there. Uh, that did not happen. They couldn't hit anything from the outside. They were 3-for-20 in the game uh, on threes. Now, Livers, you're, you're missing a lot of scoring. Uh, your second-leading scorer, your best three-point shooter. However, let's not forget... That all season long, this Michigan team is one of the best defensive units in the nation. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. I mean, they're fourth in the country, according to Ken Palm, seventh in the nation in both adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. So they could score the basketball. They could get stops. And they're deep. And I think Juwan Howard, I mean, it's crazy because nobody bought into Michigan in the preseason. And the reason being because nobody was sold on the Juwan Howard higher years ago, which I love to be quite honest. I, I have a hard time going against Michigan, even with the livers. Mm. I don't think we're overrating it. I think he's obviously very important. But this team all season long, Joe, when they've dealt with any adversity, first it was the COVID layoff. Nobody wanted to buy into him. And they played a really bad half of basketball against Wisconsin. Since that second half, they've been a completely different team. There's been a couple bumps in the road. But I still think Michigan is really tough because both offensively and defensively, they could get it done. Now, the same thing with LSU, though. That's been a weird team all year where, you know, 19 and 9 overall in conference play, up and down in a weird SEC season. They finished just 11 and 6. But if you look at Ken Palm, again, 21st team in the country, according to Ken Palm, fifth in adjusted offensive efficiency, 122nd in adjusted defense efficiency, but they could score the basketball. One thing that concerns me going against Michigan is what they do against top 25 teams this season. Just two and five. I think the LSU Tigers are alive here, and I'm I'm willing to take the points. You mentioned Campom KP has this as a six point game, and mm -hmm. the point spread is usually right on there. But uh, I I still think Michigan. I'm I mean LSU rather is live, but it wouldn't surprise me if they move on. I'm just not sure that they're going to win by at least six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, LSU, one of the best offensive teams in the country. Do they average 82 points per game? But are they going to be able to do sure. what they did against the Bonnies? Because like we, you, yeah. I was really high on the Bonnies, and I knew it was over. I mean, they came out, they shot 40% from the field, 32% from three-point range. 
And I was really, that, that's the thing. Like I see like all the teams in the sec outside of Alabama, who I do have in my final four. I just, I can't back. So LSU in this one, again, great offensive team. I just don't know if they'll, they'll get enough stops, especially in the final six, seven minutes against Michigan. But hey, I'm with you on that number. I'm, I I don't know if Michigan's going to win this one by two possessions. So I think it's going to be a close game. Three. You got to win by, yeah, right. It's two possessions if you're talking all threes. Um, this? This is by the way, we, by the way, we could be looking like complete dopes tonight. Like it, we, while it was disappointing for the Big Ten, the first three days of the tournament, like we might be living in a world where Iowa goes down early in the day, Michigan loses as a favorite to LSU, and then Bama takes care of business and they move on. They eliminate Maryland. All of these Big Ten teams could easily be out in a number of hours. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the way that all these teams are built. Like Iowa, for example. I mean, we just talked about it. I like That's, Oregon. That would be zero. Zero in the Sweet 16. They say whatever you want about the big about the conference. Say whatever you want if they get nobody there. Which is crazy, man, because I was talking with people all around the nation, not even just Big Ten folk in the Midwest that we would have on our morning show. I'm talking about everybody around the country was so high. Are we going to get two teams in the big in the final four from the Big Ten? You know, is anybody going to be able to knock off Michigan? You know, is Illinois the hottest team in the country? People were making the case for Illinois to beat Gonzaga. I feel like anybody that's making the case for anybody to beat Gonzaga right now is out of their mind. But yeah, there's a good chance that maybe we have nobody left. But I, again, I do think that I do think Michigan's going to take care of business, but Iowa scares me a little bit in this first matchup because if they're not knocking down shots, and Oregon is, I don't know if they could get enough stops in the second half against this Oregon team. So there is a good chance maybe that we're sitting here tomorrow, no teams left in the Big Ten after the crazy but, season that we had, where they were the most dominant conference. Let the record show that Horvat is the Big Ten homer. I am not. I'm just a mere observer. He said we when talking about the Big Ten. Okay. I did not. It is your conference, Horvat. You you can have the Big Ten banner if you want. It is. <laughs> uh, let's, we got to move on. Uh, Florida State and Colorado. The Knolls are favored by only one and a half. Your four-five matchup here. Uh, man, Colorado just smacked Georgetown and Patrick Ewing in that first round game. And then Florida State, it's a bad beat if you took Florida State at 10 and a half. They beat UNC Greensboro by 10. The amazing part about that first round win for Florida State, they hit zero threes. They were 0 for 9 from beyond the arc, and they still win by 10. Biggest team in the country. Yeah, which is the complete opposite from what we saw in that big win uh, against Georgetown, which I hated that matchup for the Hoyas. And I feel like, again, Colorado is a team that we've been sleeping on a little bit, especially with Jabari Walker. He had 24 points in that game. Colorado was 16 of 25 from three against Georgetown. So now the question is, Joe, are they going to be able to do that again? They're going to get some open jumpers tonight, but are they going to go 16 to 25? No, I don't sure. know about all that, man. But and, they don't have to. But they don't have to, you know? Yeah, in Florida State, see, I almost, if I was going to be alive today, that was the team that I was actually going to target in the survivor pool. But mm -hmm. Colorado's a tough team to go against, man. What are they, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six or something crazy like that? They shot the lights out. Are they going to be able to do it again? Florida State, anytime I buy into Florida State, they disappoint me. Every single time. So, I don't know, man. Should Florida State be favored in this game? This I don't is, know that they should. This is a tough one to call. I think that they should. I guess they should. You know, but if you look at it defensively, I, I honestly, you know what? Colorado is going to score a lot of points. I may look at the over in this game. 
I'm with you. I don't know if you want to call him a live dog because, like you said, should Florida State even be favored in this game? What is it, a point they're favored by, a point and a half? Defensively, I just can't trust the Knowles. I mean, they give up 93 right. points per 100 possessions for the season. They, they don't get offensive rebounds, even though they're such a big team. I don't trust them either, but I look on the Colorado side, they're top 25 offense and defensive efficiency. That's what you need, the profile you need to make a deep run in this tournament. It wouldn't shock me if Colorado – uh, moves on here. I know it's a short spread, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure that Florida state should be favored. It's a small spread one and a half. I get it. Um, I don't love the game, but I might be betting Colorado here in this spot. Honestly, seriously. Like look at their offensive numbers. They score 116.1 points per hundred possessions for the season. They're 11th in the country. They're right. 108.9 points per hundred possessions per pack. 12 play, that's second in the Pac-12. That's the thing. I feel like with some of these teams, we do look at the conference. That's why I don't want to say we overrated the Big Ten, but the case that I kept making for Michigan and for Illinois was, okay, even if these teams like Michigan are beat up without livers, every other night they're playing a top five, top ten team in the country, so they're battle-tested. We look at the Pac-12 and we're like, oh, this conference has been trash for years. And so you see UCLA, you you see Oregon State. And now you see Colorado and you don't buy into it. But then when you look in the numbers, hell, they're one of the top 15 offensive teams in the country. And if they shoot the basketball the way, the way they did in the first round, I think they could beat Florida State. Bama, Maryland, need Bama to uh, move on here. I have a big futures ticket. It's the only one I have anything going with. Uh, Bama, 80 to 1 early in the year. We talked about that on this show if you're riding with us. Uh, Gasaway likes Maryland getting the points. The line is five and a half. I don't have a bet on this game. I'm just going to be rooting for Bama to win. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm really high on Alabama. I do have them in the final four. I think in my other bracket, I got them in the elite eight. If they hit their shots and they defend the way that they're capable of defending, I like them to advance against Maryland. And I think this one can get ugly. Last game of the night, USC, the lower seed, the six. They're the they're the favorite against the three, Kansas. Kansas, not impressive the other day against Eastern Washington. What'd that do to uh, Tanner Graves? Go for 35 on them? Yeah, yeah, and I actually liked Eastern Washington because Kansas, again, all these teams coming off the COVID layoff, even if it was just a player or two, had to bow out in the conference tournament that I was most likely going to fade them. But uh, I actually like Kansas in this one tonight, Joe. That's right. Okay, you like Kansas. Okay, we'll find out later if it is a lightning bet. Kansas getting a point. That's Ryan Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. Uh, College Hoops game starting in a bit, so we'll continue to talk about that, but also a drastic movement with the NBA awards. And I'll explain why I passed out during Illinois Loyola. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.